0: Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative, biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Hi, and thanks so much for joining me. This is Dr. Fred, and uh, you're listening to another episode of Study, Grow, Know. This one is called Burning It Down with Lies. And unfortunately, it has become obvious to thinking people— That powerful people are determined to burn down and, quote-unquote, reset the current global system. They're doing this using the Hegelian dialectic. Now, this is when a powerful group of people have an agenda that they want to be put into place. And in order to accomplish this, they first cause a problem. And this is then followed by, second, funding the reaction they want to see. And then C, or thirdly, mandating the solution, usually based on people's fear of something. A reader recently sent me a link to a Zero Hedge article, and I've got all the links in the transcript as usual, but in this particular article, the author interviewed economic uh, analyst John Rubino, and one of the things Rubino says is that people in power behind politicians or the people up front that we see, intend to burn it down or destroy it completely. And their agents like John Kerry, for instance, and hundreds of others are doing the grunt work to make that happen. They're the face. They're the voice that we hear, see, and uh, understand. But they're simply doing the work of the globalists behind them, the power elite, Another term for globalists, a term coined by author Dennis L. Cuddy, are mainly using climate change, systemic racism perpetrated only by white people, apparently, and the use of, quote unquote, accidents to wreak havoc on the world. And this is forcing global society toward major change. Now, the CV pandemic, or maybe was it the plandemic pandemic? was used as an excuse to shut down the world's economy, something that had never been done, and literally imprison people in their homes. Now, coupled with this were were the thousands of mysterious fires that took place throughout uh, America at many food processing plants that were destroyed and or farm and animal facilities. Then came the apparent need for World War III otherwise known as Russia against Ukraine, which, of course, is still being pushed. Now, along with this, the world has experienced crop shortages and failures, some of it due to what the experts are calling climate change, but just simply cycles, drought, fertilizer shortages and animal cullings. Now we hear warnings of more diseases coming our way that will, we are told, quite possibly leave millions dead in In their wake. Now, interestingly enough, more articles are starting uh, to come out saying that the medical community is simply baffled. Baffled! I tell you, at the many new incidents of hospitalizations occurring now that are stretching the medical community to its point. Apparently, nothing like this has occurred, even during COVID, when we were told that things were stretching the medical community then. What I would like to know, and I'd like someone to tell us in the mainstream media, is why the majority of the people who are in these hospitals are vaccinated from the CB jab. I'd like them to comment on that, but they won't. They ignore that completely. Well, on top of all this, they're coming for the cows under cover of climate change. In Ireland, oh, apparently 200,000 cows are said to be needed to be culled to help save the planet. John Kerry is bringing the battle cry to the USA, and soon we can expect the demands, mandates, and laws by bureaucrats to cattle farmers that they need to start killing cows. And if they don't do that willingly, I'm sure they'll be forced to do so through some more, I guess, feed shortages and or more explosions at cow facilities and processing plants. Uh, John Kerry's dour expression tells us he is very concerned about climate change. The facts, on the other hand, speak against Kerry. One particular study recently completed at UC Davis, California, proved that, quote, the global warming potential, I guess they're calling that GWP, of lab-cultured beef, would be approximately 25% greater than conventional beef cows raised on farms, unquote. And I'm sure you've heard of the push to push and use uh, and consume lab grown meat. But we're not even talking here about how bad lab grown meat is for human consumption. We're just simply talking about the fact that there's a greater, a greater um, push to do this and a greater harm to the environment by using lab-cultured beef versus conventional beef. Now, the entire production process of lab-cultured beef releases far more carbon than a cow in a grass pasture eating, farting, and pooping, forgive my uh, directness. In fact, grass-fed cows in a nice, roomy pasture are much better for the environment than the so-called confined feeding operations that I saw so often in California Right near the 99 or the I 5. Those cows live in their own manure with hardly any shade or room to move around. And due to a lack of trees, shade, and grass, temperatures are much hotter than normal actual pastures. It's all about climate change, though, don't you know? But wait, there's more! To make matters worse, the recent elimination of the debt ceiling in the USA will put more pressure on the current fragile economy, resulting in a potential default and crash. Now, if that happens, we can expect truly hyperinflation. But all of this plays into the goal to reconfigure the world's economy and system so that there's no other choice except a mandatory digital ID and digital currency, which will provide absolute control over all humanity. Gosh, who wouldn't want that? Me, and probably you. But underneath all of this is the complete decline in America's foundational moral code. Tucker Carlson, in his second video episode on Twitter, outlines it beautifully and accurately. Take the time to watch the 12-minute segment linked in the transcript. America is falling. It's falling apart. It's falling morally, and it's due to a complete shift in that morality where truth is seen as falsehood and falsehood is seen as truth, Isaiah 520. We know that when that happens to a society, that society cannot last. Now, author Damon Duck notes that things may be starting to come to pass with respect to Revelation 13. For instance, he says the following must be in place by the time the things in Revelation 13, which is where the mark of the beast is highlighted, are in place. First, a one global power system, a one global false religious system, a major global population reduction, a one global marking system, and a one global economic system. Now, it's easy to think that the things listed above will simply appear out of nowhere during the tribulation, but in reality, there must be a process over time that paves the way for these things, allowing them to come into existence And that process seems to be occurring now. If you ask me, I'm currently discussing this possibility in my Rethinking Revelation 6 series. So you may want to avail yourself of that. That's also linked in the transcript. Now, globalists seem to have reached a point where they refuse to reduce pressure on society, even though they're having to deal with a lot of pushback. They're also ensuring a reset by overwhelming global society with one problem after another without let-up. Now, we can expect a good deal more global and economic upheaval in the remaining months of 2023 and into 2024. Some of those things might include, but not be limited to, churches continuing to reject biblical truth super hyperinflation, rising unemployment, another housing and or commercial building crisis, extreme shortages, more pandemics, more wars, huge increase in deaths related to the CV jab but never admitted by medical complex and also from wars, greater surveillance and loss of privacy of society through continued digitalization of passports, currency, and more greater control of society more 15-minute cities popping up more canceling of our rights and increasingly treating christians and conservatives as the enemy now consider the absolute blasphemous shenanigans at a churches like bethel where recently a woman worship pastor stated that Jesus has reflectors in his armpits that bounces our praise from him right back to us, which she says she learned from a vision while admitting nothing like that is in Scripture at all. What kind of lunacy is that? I don't even know how to respond to statements she makes. But what's more concerning are the folks who hear it and go, wow, wow, that is so cool. Well the guy interviewing her is as bad as she is because there's absolutely no discernment between either of them as he glibly accepts what she says as truth he makes the comment oh we'll take it discernment is certainly dying and for many it seems already dead people are walking through life to what satan is creating and we know his house is built on lies because that's his native tongue john 8:44 now, I guess this should not surprise me, but it still does. According to Scripture, there will come a time in global society where the world will become one ideologically and religiously, which means a corporate and cooperative turning away globally from God in his truth to deliberately embrace satanic error. I mean, that's all there is to it. 2 Thessalonians 2.11 and 2 Timothy 4.3. The religion of the future will be a form of new ageism on steroids and will be fed by feelings and lies. Nothing will be off limits except true Christianity and conservatism of course. It will include all forms of abysmally immoral and hedonistic pleasures and practices. The door to transgenderism is opening wide now. Next and last on the agenda is legalizing pedophilia i was recently at my local big box hardware store i happened to see one worker up front near the cash registers wearing a dress heels full makeup long hair etc thought that was kind of weird well it appeared to be a man who thinks he is now a woman but i've never seen a woman wear a dress at this type of store never Seems like someone is trying really hard to be noticed. But don't laugh. Don't say anything that could be construed as negative because then you'll be transphobic. Years ago, this person would have been directed to a mental facility for help. Today, they are lionized and held up as so brave. On a related note, a reader sent me an article about a gynecologist who posted on Twitter that Dylan Mulvaney, you know, the guy behind the Bud Light debacle, is in fact a woman. The doctor got major pushback, but then stated, quote, not all CIS women or cis women have a cervix, unquote. CIS means a biological woman who identifies as a woman. What she left out was the fact that biological women who do not have a cervix have had a hysterectomy. But why bother with that fact? Folks, chromosomes don't lie. God made male and he made female. You can't interchange between the two. How is the world today not imitating the days of Noah and Lot, as Jesus warned in his Olivet Discourse of Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21? This cannot be intelligently disputed through attempts you know, uh, of lies and everything else, but they, they still try. They try to do whatever they can to either ignore or dispute it. The world has regressed to the most mind-numbingly vapid beliefs and declarations because they have zero love for the truth. And in fact, they refuse the truth, 2 Thessalonians 2, 9-12. The reason they don't love the truth is due to the fact that they do not have any fear of God whatsoever, Psalm 36, 1. However, Christians, we can overcome this. And by that, I do not mean we can change society. That's not going to happen. I mean, we can change ourselves how we think, the outlook we have, and how the evil in the world affects us. In fact, we are supposed to make every effort to do just that while still taking a position of trying to reach the lost of this world. Well, let me leave you with two portions of Scripture. Psalm 8611 is a powerful verse. And that's not to say that nothing else in Scripture is not powerful. It all is. But this one really speaks to me. It's simple to memorize and very profound. Give ear. It says this, teach me your ways, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Psalm 86, The reality is that too often today, even Christians have no real fear of the Lord. We do not sit in awe of him. We do not react as David, Daniel, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Peter, John the apostle, or many others did in scripture. When they came face to face with God, and that when they did, they normally fell over as though dead or at least wanted to hide themselves from him, we are way too familiar with him. We bring him down to our level. We take him for granted our whole life daily should be about Him teaching us His ways and then walking in those ways. We need hearts and minds that are united in one purpose, living in fear of offending God, fear of offending His name. If we lived like that, we would be far different people. Society might not change that much, but we would The other scripture I want to leave you with, and I'm not going to repeat the whole thing right now, but Psalm 37, one to five is an excellent, excellent outlook on the way people of God should look at life and what we can expect from him. Please take the time to read through it because those verses speak of how God laughs at evil people. He will put them away to be gone forever one day, whether they think so or not, they are powerless against him. We need to adopt God's perspective, making it our own. Though difficult to accomplish, this is the victory over the world and what Satan is attempting to accomplish. Well, thanks for joining me today. And until we meet again, I pray that God would open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective.